Hello, welcome to another podcast from Access Brokerage Real Estate. This is Jim Parker, broker, 770-265-7293, serving metro Atlanta area's residential home buying or home selling needs. Give me a call. What recourse do you have against a home builder if your dream house becomes a nightmare? And the reasons why are both written in favor of reducing the builder's exposure to build a house, grade the property, get the permits, build a house, go through all the hassle of construction and all the headaches and reap a reasonable rate of return, which usually is about a 20, what, a 20%. In all fairness, they're taking all the risks of building it. They're relying on the marketplace of sales to build in a profitable time frame. Here's something that you need to understand. You need to first understand and read the contract. In each builder's contract that I've been exposed to, they have several areas that they tell you what they are and are not responsible for as a amendment to the contract. Now, some of those contracts can state specifics what they will do and not do. And the people that are buying the property, you know, it's a I think the last one was like a 56-page contract for my client. I'm going to sit down and read the eight-page um, existing property contract that GAR produces. You know, that's up to the agent to try to explain all the features, a client's responsibilities within that contract. But, you know, the way things go in a real estate right now and in the past is that, you know, you meet and greet somebody who's a prospect and talk to them about what they want. And you try to address the things that are going on in the marketplace right now. And then when they become interested in a property, they want to put an offer on that property. They go, hey, let's make a contract. All right, here's an eight page contract. And here's all the little numbers and timeframes. You know, here's your offer price, closing costs. Uh, when do you want to close? What do you want out of the house, etc. And then there's eight pages of, of language of responsibilities. They're not going to be sitting down and reading that, and they're not going to be sitting down and reading a 50 or 60 page builder contract. So home buyers, they need to read the contract and warranties and understand exactly what they're getting into. The emotional aspect of purchasing is driving a lot of this insanity. You know, people want to find houses and they are competitive right now and have to buy something and they just jump into it. But they don't know until they get into it what their responsibilities are and what the builder's responsibilities aren't. So, you know, is there damage to an appliance? Is it responsible? They're responsible or you're responsible? Sometimes they have a one year on workmanship for the house, two years on appliances and systems and 10 years in structures. But within those warranties, you have to read and read between the lines because there's some allowances for sheetrock gaps. And if the functionality of the appliances is off, then they have to go to the manufacturers and it's up to the manufacturer warranty. You know, it's not on the builder. So there's a lot of details and you just have to be aware that you could get a crap house. And the problems I've seen is, you know, over the years, maybe mold develops over faulty construction. Maybe the home inspector had raised issues that you're trying to get the builder to take care of and they never did and time has run out and their contracts say something about arbitration is the only way out. Well, you know, the arbitrators are probably going to lean towards the builders a lot of times. There are cases where you can go to court. Sure. You can take them to court if you have enough proof, enough evidence standing behind you, but that takes some money and it takes a lawyer. A uh, small claims court is 10,000 in Georgia. So, you know, you might be able to take them to court on a minor issue, but, you know, good luck with that. To have to pay attention to the details of the contract itself and the home warranty. 
When I mentioned home warranty, I'm meaning the builder's home warranty of the one-year workmanship, two-year systems, 10-year structures, if, if there is a 10-year structure warranty. There used to be a Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association handbook that many of the builders referred to, and it was passed around to people of all the tolerances, like let's say the cement slab had cracks in it, right? And there are more than an eighth of an inch, then, you know, they would address those. The tolerances were there. It was very lenient towards the builders. And there's always arguments about what is and isn't done correctly on a new house. You know, these things are just uh, put together. Sometimes a short time frame. It's a long process. It maybe takes six months, but that may be grading, getting permits ready, and then trying to get the contractors to get in there and do the work. They might do it in a day. And then you have to wait for other contractors three weeks down the road to get done with something else like walls or carpet or paint, etc. It may take a long time in the whole construction process with short periods of activity, usually the last two weeks before closing. You know, they'll get try to get everybody they can over there to do the work. You don't get total quality. The handbook itself has disappeared from use. I can't find a copy of the Greater Atlanta Home Builders Association handbook that outlined all the tolerances. So I think what they're doing now is the individual builders are creating their own handbooks, their own warranties, and inserting those into contracts. Read them understand the allowances they have and understand that, you know, if you, like I said, if you have appliance problems, you go to the manufacturers. If you have a window problem, you go to the manufacturers. You know, it's the quality of the builder and their finishing quality that's subject in many cases that create problems. So, you know, the grading, the structural walls, the roof itself, the structure of the roof, conditions of mold and mildew, if they pop up, you know, these are hard to prove. You just have to keep at it and understand that they might force you into arbitration and not allow you to. Let me give you an example. I'll read from a recent builder home warranty that was over 60 pages as part of the builder's contract. They have a one, two, and 10 single family home warranty. Workmanship protection for one year. The builder warrants that components of the home set forth in the workmanship standards will perform in accordance with those workmanship standards. If a component is not specifically listed, in our standards, then it's not warranted. Systems protection for one to two years. For two years from the closing date, the builder warrants the components of the home in the system standards found on certain pages of the booklet will perform in accordance with those system standards. If a component is not listed in the standards, then it's not warranted. That draws a question as far as what is listed, what isn't listed. Looking at questing limited warranty service, you have to file a claim itself with paperwork, and there's a certain window of time that they'll respond and or take care of things or come over and there's a mediation arbitration. Any disputes are channeling you into a arbitration or a mediation session. It goes on to say what's not covered. You need to understand what's not covered. Let me just read a few of the items that are not covered by this particular builder warranty. Obviously, property that's not yours, loss or damage which arises while your home is being used primarily for non-residential purposes. That could get into a gray issue if you run a business out of your house and damages occur then. Another one is odd. Loss of use of all or a portion of your home. Any equipment failure covered by this paragraph is excluded from the builder's warranty and covered only by a manufacturer warranty. That includes all appliances, includes the heating and air system, water heaters, sump pumps, etc. Any loss or damage caused or made worse by the following causes. Negligent, defective material or work supplied by anyone other than the builder. Change of grading, 
you know, to the ground in your home. So you do a lot of landscaping when you get in and change the topography of the property. Eh, that's not covered. That's your fault. Riot, civil war, vandalism, fire, blasts, explosions, lightning and snow and ice storms. What if there's a surge, power surge in your house? It's probably not going to be covering any kind of replacement of appliances, right? Abuse of your home. Fungus, decay, wood rot, mold, etc., including any claim of health risk based on your failure to minimize or mitigate a defect condition, conditions consistent with or caused by normal wear and tear, including normal wear and tear caused by weather and or other environmental conditions. So that relates back to the mold. You know, what environmental conditions were in existence? Was there any kind of construction issues preventing that? And was there a cause because the construction was faulty? It's always an issue. Any condition caused by the homeowner's failure to properly maintain the home? That's kind of a, let me read to you some of the detailed workmanship standards out of this warranty, just to kind of give you a flavor. Loose exterior trim, trim that is separated from the home by more than one quarter inch is a deficiency. Nail stains in exterior trim. Nail stains exceeding one half inch in length and visible from a distance of 20 feet. Water trapped under roofing membrane. Any blister larger than 12 inches is a deficiency. Roof and flashing leaks that occur under normal weather conditions are a deficiency. Roof shingles that have blown off. Roof tile color variations. No coverage. Sliding patio doors and screens that come off their tracks when sliding during normal hour operation are deficiencies. I think I've given you enough to let you know that if you can read the warranty information prior to signing the contract to kind of understand what will and will not be covered, that'd be great. Available until you sit down and write up the contract. Maybe they'll give you a little time to review it, but you know, unless you have some hot buttons, some bad experiences in the past, or know of people that have had bad experiences, you can go right to their warranty and see if it's covered. As far as the experience of your agent, they may know a little bit about the builder or about builder conditions that are or aren't covered. Look around, talk to the neighbors in the neighborhood, and get a feel for what has happened in the past, and then you will be more aware of how they're going to address that in the future. Good luck, and read, read, read. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Jim Parker, broker with Access Brokerage Real Estate, serving Metro Atlanta's home buying and home selling need. 770-265-7293. Have a great week and God bless.